Oh, hey there. Hello. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning, wherever in the world you may be. Thank you so much for tuning in. Wanted to just drop in quickly. And now that I'm playing around with all of these different formats for episodes, I've got the Quantum Business Book Club, the Relatable Interview Series, and then there's going to be me chatting at your face. So I have been having this conversation a lot, which is often where my everything kind of gets inspired from, where my my articles and my blogs and my social media content and absolutely what I want to discuss in the podcasts. And I actually just went back through some of my old episodes because I thought I had already called an episode what I've been saying for ages. I, I want to trademark this term. Balance is a verb, but it turns out I didn't name a previous podcast episode that I called it Balance Ya Biz. And so I'm going to build on what was discussed in that episode in the first season. Because balance is a verb. It is a continual process. And I think balance has gotten maybe a little bit of a bad vibe because the, you know, the woos kind of talked about balance and everything is about balance and work-life balance. And I mean, I can tell you one of the main reasons people call me up for business coaching and for Theta is balance. They don't have it. (laughs) They've either already crashed, you know, all of the plates that were spinning in the air came tumbling down to a cacophony of broken, shattered pieces or they are feeling like they are about to become a broken, shattered piece. And I can, I mean, obviously I can relate to that. But the last few weeks have been really interesting for me. On the one hand, I'm looking at success I'd never really even thought about, like different income coming in from places I hadn't ever previously explored and getting to work with people who I have always looked up to and It's been wild. But then on the other, there have been some unforeseen. I mean, I guess unforeseen isn't right to suggest that like I wouldn't have gotten Rona or like the markets weren't going to crash. Like, I mean, all of that was somewhat inevitable. But when it happens, it's obviously a very different experience. And I've just been going back and forth, back and forth in this constant trying to find balance mission. (laughs) I actually heard I was listening to one of another podcasts that I listen to regularly, and it was created as just a very informal conversation. And granted, the first half of it was definitely selling a lot of things that that person had on offer. It inspired me to kind of show up a little bit less formally. I think in the first season, my intention is always to be pretty formulaic in terms of this is this is the point I'm trying to make. Here are the tools and resources that you can take and apply to your media experience to see better, more successful results. And, you know, share some stories. I do think this is a, a medium where I feel more comfortable talking about myself. I'm still kind of testing what works best on different social media platforms, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe you're listening because you want to hear a little bit more about what's going on with me and in my life and in my businesses. So there's there's been a lot. And I think like all of us, and I can sure you can relate to this, I can be really, 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 really hard on myself. <laughs> and, you know, when I look at the last couple of years, despite everything that's been happening in the world, I have invested a significant amount of time in friends and families, very specifically in caretaking for people who were not otherwise able to take care of themselves. 
And that coincided with the launch of my coaching business and a couple other businesses that I've gotten involved in. And some things have gone really well, some things have not, <laughs> and some things have just taken their time. I think my coaching business, first and foremost. And I can remember sitting, you know, on my friend's bed in her spare bedroom with her children running around trying to write my first email funnels for my first online course. And I'm sure they were a little lackluster because I was obscenely distracted. I can remember, you know, the pandemic hitting and everybody going into lockdown. And I basically drove out to my parents because they're both elderly. My mom is very, very high risk and my dad works full time in a hospital. So it was a pretty wild situation. And I also, you know, support small business owners. So I completely opened my books. I did a whole bunch of trainings, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I was working every day, all day, while also trying to take care of my parents. And I know that I detracted from the potential success of my coaching business. And I've talked a little bit about this. There'll definitely be like whole episodes on this because it's still it's still in process. But I also got involved as a partner, a managing partner in a financial consulting firm during the pandemic. That decision was 100% made in a place of fear. And also, I mean, greed, for lack of a better term, because I thought that running an accounting firm would be easy money. And there's no such thing as <laughs> easy money, my friend. <laughs> you may have worked your ass off for a long time, so it gets to a place where it feels like easy. But, you know, that decision, of course, distracted me from my coaching business and my investments and my properties and, you know, a couple other endeavors that I'm in. And so there's always this give and take, right? And in the moment, you think you're doing things for the right reason, even with checking yourself and, and doing my values filter and making sure that I'm in alignment and also checking in in the moment because I found myself and and not just with friends and family being sick and with everything that everyone was going through during lockdown and during the pandemic. But, you know, fast forward six months, fast forward 12 months working with clients who were completely freaking out for not similar reasons, but dealing with the aftermath of the uncertainty and chaos that had been introduced into all of our landscapes, but definitely our work landscapes. And I was, you know, it's it's still, whenever you're listening to this, it's the very end of January, 2022. And I usually take some time to review what's worked, what hasn't. And it was really easy for me to go, I haven't worked. I invested too much in traveling and being there for friends and being there for family and I'm martyring myself. I am giving away too much of myself for free. And a really interesting practice was introduced to me by one of my current mentors and teachers, Miranda Bennett from Boundless Warrior. And it's kind of been what's inspired this episode because as this conversation kept coming up in the last couple of weeks, I realized that this process of balancing can very much be a daily investment. And I'm going to get to that at the end. But I am reviewing and also getting back into my client work at the beginning of this year. There were so many unbelievable successes and unbelievable because if you could, if you had just kept your head above water over the last two years, you did an incredible job. And the thing is, is when success builds, you know, I always say if you're playing a bigger game, you've got more to lose. 
it's bigger risk. And the bigger the game, the bigger the effort, the bigger the loss or potential loss. And reviewing clients' success and my own success, it can be scary because you realize like, holy shit, there's there's so much, there's so much more to lose here. And that's been really interesting because those just getting sick put a damper on my fire. I was cooking at the beginning of the year. I was so obsessed with all of these new projects and the new podcast format. I've been asked to teach a masterclass. That's a once a month activity. I'm going to be rolling out once a month workshops. And I finally felt like everything is in motion again. I have taken a big step back in some of my other businesses. So I am quite literally a strategic partner and investor, and I'm no longer part of the day-to-day management and running of the business, which is huge. And it finally feels like, you know, I've got my mom in her own place with caretakers. My friend is on the other side of her crazy illnesses. And it just feels like this is going to be the first time in a really long time that I get to invest all in me. And oh, fuck, I have to invest all in me. It's all on me. And I realized actually, so, okay, last week, another person that I'm working with was suggesting that I upgrade all of my technology, all of, you know, my content creation tools. If I'm going to be really leaning into my business and writing and creating, you need to have professional grade tools. And I completely agree. Even the microphone I'm talking to you on right now, I got this from the recording studio. You don't get to start with five-star gear. (laughs) you know, investments of six figures in something that you're just getting off the ground, or at least I don't think you do. I think you should first start with a budget and then work towards a particular threshold. And then when you hit that threshold, the good thing about gear is you can usually sell it. And so you're selling gear that you've been using consistently, regularly. You're now understanding how to use it and you can upgrade and you can use the selling of that gear to contribute alongside the sales that you've gained by creating all of these new materials and products to buy that next level gear. And so that's where I'm at. I went to go get the new iPhone 13 Pro Max. And I ordered it through my cell phone carrier and it showed up and it was the wrong phone. So I spent a couple hours on a chat forum with somebody who sent me to a store who the store was not, not only if, even if they had had the phone that I wanted, they would not have been able to exchange it because that's not what that store does. So then I go back on to chat and support and have a similar conversation, but I am reiterating that I need them to confirm stock. I need them to confirm stock for the particular phone that I'm looking for. And it needs to be a particular type of store because of whatever licensor can't do the exchange. They assure me, you know, another 45 minutes later that it's going to be fine. I go to another store. (laughs) Obviously, they're not able to help me. And so I repeat this process again, drive an hour to a corporate location that assures me they have the stock. It's all going to be fine. I get there. They don't have the stock. They send me to another store who they now assure me this blah, 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 blah. Right. And so like, the fact that I'm even getting this phone is kind of blowing my mind because I've never won. I'm I'm not like the early adopter for tech. I kind of like stuff to be out there for a little while and other people can like play with it and find all the bugs and then get into it. And, you know, the whole 5G thing, I'm undecided on at me. I'm ready for it. Let's do this. But I just started to laugh. And 
in that laughing, and when I when I picked up the third wrong phone and I got back to my car, I, I looked at it and because it took me a minute to even just figure out how like the because the level of detail that you need to get into and the size font is like a six size font on the box and yeah, I mean, it took getting two wrong phones for me to figure out how to even read the label correctly to figure out if I was getting the right phone, which I did not get, but it just it became comical. And I had, you know, all of these plans and all of these things I wanted to do, but instead I got to spend the entire day in Salt Lake City going to AT&T stores. And an older version of me would have had a goddamn meltdown. In fact, an older version of me has had many meltdowns. I was once escorted out of my bank by security because I was having such an epic meltdown for very similar reasons. The back office and then the branch simply do not communicate. They're like completely different business units. And so no matter who you speak to on the telephone, they can never guarantee the thing that you need is going to be available at the physical branch location you're going to. And it is fucking maddening. But it's also like comical. And in my reality creation and why is the universe reflecting back such a resistant experience I got to think about the resistance I'm experiencing in my day-to-day and being sick and not being able to go as hard as I want. I was actually working with my mentor on Friday and it was a five-hour session and about halfway through she said, would you like to take a break? And old BZ would have said, fuck no, let's do this. But like fresh, new, (laughs) vulnerable um, baby BZ was like, I need to take breaks. I don't want to take breaks. But if my physical body has shown me anything that I like, I I just have to slow down and I have to move at a pace that is supportive of me and my mind might be freaking out and I might be wanting to race through because I have so many things that I want to do. But at the end of the day, all of this is happening for a reason. And when I can lean into that and trust that the balance shows up. And just knowing it's all going to get done. It always gets done. I don't need to know how. I don't need to know when. I just get to trust. The balance shows up. And in fact, it's me banging my head on my steering wheel and screaming fuck at the top of my lungs. That is the problem. Everything else is fine. And expecting anything to go to according to plan. I mean, come on, like surely we've learned that's just not how it works, right? So it's finding that humility to say, I could approach this differently. This isn't working. And how do I know it's not working? Because it doesn't feel great. And when when the risk, when the play is so big, when I'm talking multiple six figures down on crypto portfolios or in business investments, yeah, it can be really fucking easy to freak out. But again, what is that doing for me? or for the situation. And what my mentor helped me understand is we can invest in balancing on a day-to-day basis. And so when people talk about meditating and journaling and moving your body or shadow work or getting therapy, what I realized is as you become more and more successful, the opportunity for bigger and bigger implosions is there. That is also a form of balance. And I remember being at a Denver Startup Week, attending a panel on mental health and entrepreneurship, and it was four CEO founders and their therapist on this panel. And I asked, is there any way you can prevent burnout? 
and each one of them, and these are multi, multi-million dollar uh, international company owning all white men for whatever that's worth, and their therapists, and all of them said absolutely not. There was not one thing that anyone could have said to them to have steered them clear of burnout. And that is, again, one of the major reasons why people reach out to me and why people want a business coach is they're either staring burnout in the face or they're desperately trying to recover from burnout. And I have not yet been able to figure out the magic spell to keep someone from burning out. It feels like there's something about the entrepreneur and the the founder, CEO, mental capacity, <laughs> mental state, they be crazy, that they'll, they, they just push it till they hit their limits. And all of these gentlemen had had multiple divorces, multiple bankruptcies, and complete mental health breakdowns and or addiction blowouts. And I, you know, I can't remember now, but at least half of them were sober. And it occurred to me, you know, that the, why is that relevant to this conversation? Because as their game got bigger, so did their potential losses. When we look at our daily practice, and it can be whatever you want, but that investment is in the balance. And by doing the tough stuff, getting therapy, doing a really hard workout, doing your shadow work, really looking at what your triggers are, what story they're telling about yourself, writing that shit down, writing out the things you're most afraid of, the things you're most angered by, the things you're most annoyed by, by actually giving the dark some attention, you invest in your balance. And it's actually shifted everything for me. Shortly after getting better, I started working out real hard because I was, you know, behind in my workouts. I was working really hard because I was so excited about everything I'm going to be creating. Crypto was popping off and that arguably doesn't have a very forgivable schedule. Ugh, I, I disagree with that. I think it's all about how you think about it. But I was not thinking about it in a way that was very forgivable. Same with investments. I mean, with, you know, stocks and that that market was having having a moment and I was just going super fucking hard. And I uh, was giving a I was hosting a workshop and I got this like it's like a sharp pain. It feels almost like a cramp just underneath my right shoulder blade. Usually it happens while I'm in the middle of something stressful, but I'm not all that aware that of the fact that I'm super stressed. Public speaking, hard conversations. I mean, that like sometimes meetings, it, it's it's not again, it's not something I'm overtly conscious of. All of a sudden, though, I just get this like sharp pain. And it's funny, I was looking back on some of my live workshops and at, at about 45 to 60 minutes into it, you'll see me. I take my left arm and hand and I put it just over my right shoulder and kind of start rubbing. It's a, It's been a common occurrence for so long, but I've not I've never really paid that much attention to it. And so I'm giving this workshop. It pops up. The workshop ends. It goes away. But then the next day, my whole upper back seized up. And I must admit, I'm very blessed. I've never really had physical pain. I think it's because I've been doing yoga for so long and I've never really been a runner. <laughs> I think those two things have saved my body. But this this was unusual. And I realized it's because you're working too hard. And this is your body giving you signs. The first was getting sick because I don't get sick. And now here you go. What are you going to do about it? And again, I was so tempted to go and stretch and work out and keep working and because I couldn't even look down. So I had to I had to take a break. 
And that was Wednesday afternoon, evening. And then Thursday, I couldn't really work. And I actually went to a chiropractor for the first time ever. And because I didn't really know what else to do, but I'm a big believer in investing in and being very proactive with my health. I don't know. <laughs> That's old. I've got another appointment tomorrow. So I'll report back on that. But the idea is like, did I want to go to that chiropractor? Absolutely not. Did I want to work? 100%. The resistance that I felt to taking care of myself and the fear around, do I have the space or capacity to slow down right now? Those stories were so fucking loud. But because I've been doing this daily practice of investing in my balance, doing quite journaling on my triggers, journaling on my fears, really actually like indulging my fears and my old programs, I was able to ride the waves of these last few weeks and not have full-on implosions. And I think it's this kind of understanding or new expectation that the more that I grow, it's like the dark side is also getting more powerful. And I can't pretend it away. I can't ignore it. You know, that's when I do my theta sessions. One of the things we're trying to do is find the point of origin for some of these thought patterns and emotional triggers. And most people do not want to talk about what they're afraid of or what they're resentful of or what they regret. We've been so trained to just stay in this positive headspace and say positive things and think positive things and things are positively going to happen. But the reality is, is if on any level you're afraid or you have regret or resentment or retribution, that exists. There is a timeline, there's an experience that could potentially occur or is, I mean, depending on how you think about it, is happening on a different level. You can't just pretend it away. You actually have to look at it, dance with it to let it go. That's how you release that negativity. It's not by ignoring it or just positive mantraing it away. It's actually by entertaining it and playing it through and going, okay, well, what is the worst case scenario? I lose, I lose this multiple six-figure investment. Okay. I mean, it's pretty fucking cool. I have a multiple six-figure investment to lose. Like, yeah, you know, this partnership could dissolve or I might not be able to make the mortgage payments or the debt repayments. I might lose this entire crypto investment. Like, all of those things are realities. And by just simply ignoring them, we're not, we're creating a huge amount of imbalance. We're not balancing, we're imbalancing. And I, I'd like to think it's with the success, with the maturity, with the 2020 hindsight that I can see, of course, the risks are going to get bigger and the change, the evolution necessary is going to get more and more challenging. The goal being, how can I be big enough to hold it all? The good and the bad, the wins and the losses, the, the joy and the pain. So I'm thinking more and more about my daily practice as this investment and balance, a continual compounding interest on my success. And I, I really wanted to share that with you, mainly because it's come up so often with so many of the people that I get to talk to on a regular basis who are creating exponential success for themselves. They're blowing their limits out of the water. 
but so are some of the challenges that they're experiencing. I mean, just that didn't really make sense. The challenges they're experiencing are becoming bigger and crazier and less predictable. And it's because we can just get so caught up with the success and we forget that when things are good is actually a fantastic time to double down on the work and a fantastic time to actually get support for you and whatever you're trying to create. Because when things are good, you can really, really exponentially expand on your own growth. When things are hard, when you're in survival mode, of course you think, oh, I need to get support. But then all you're trying to do is just keep your head above water. The support is, is you're triaging, you're firefighting. And it's really actually when things are amazing, that is a fantastic time to invest in support and supporting yourself, but getting, getting whatever resources you need in order to be able to be successful, even on your worst day. Because I've had a few of those in the last week and it's still, it's been the most amazing month ever. So I think that's it. That's my little rant on balance. You can hear from me in your inbox if you sign up for The Loop. That's on my website. I think the Think and Grow Rich resource from the last Quantum Business Book Club is still up there as well. There was also a Money Values worksheet, if I remember correctly. I'm going to be rolling out workshops. I'm actually going to share that schedule with my newsletter. I'll be rolling those out once a month for the rest of the year, along with the Quantum Business Book Club episodes, the new Relatable Interview series. And yeah, so much is happening. I'm going to get the Discord, the container happening again soon. Anti-Business School will probably open its doors in the next couple months when some improvements get made. And yeah, I think that's everything happening with me. Find me on socials. Please like and review this episode. I don't think I have any reviews. So if you're listening to this and you think someone else is going to do it, now's your chance. And I'm always open to any feedback. Please email hello at Nicole BC with any topics you'd like me to cover, any questions you've got, you'd like me to answer, any feedback you've got. I would love, love, love constructive feedback. And I think, I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Sending you all the biggest, baddest success vibes ever. And yeah, that's all I got. Bye.